0: Welcome to Brightly, You Radiant Being, the show that wildly recognizes, encourages, and invests in the radiance we all carry, so you can shine your brightest. Each episode, we share soul-driven advice and topics to help you live more brightly in mind, body, and spirit. Through sharing our experiences, friendship, and passions, we hope to impact you to step more brightly into yourself inch by inch.
1: Hi, Amy.
0: Hi, Tracy.
1: Today is definitely an inch by inch kind of day for me. (laughs) Today is an inch by inch day for me as well. We, I think we both
0: were like, I feel like we saw each other and went, ah, I see you. My inch by inch sees your inch by inch. (laughs)
1: uh and that's you know uh what's that saying there will be years that ask questions and years that'll answer or days or whatever and today was definitely I I know I'm not doing it kind of a day (laughs) today is a neither asking nor answering this is a bit of a uh heel in the mud (laughs) and just being okay with it
0: (laughs) (laughs) which I think it's kind of funny um well it's it's very funny, I think, that <laughs> today we're doing the episode on self love when, and yet you so wonderfully reminded me, you can have a bad day and still have self-love. Like, oh yeah. I'm still yeah. great. I'm still oh, yeah. wonderful.
1: I'm just not engaging in any goals or extracurriculars today. Exactly. I mean, outside of recording a podcast, <laughs> people keep reminding me when I'm like, I don't have hobbies. I they're like, you have a podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Every week, Every week I
0: do something for like, that. It's,
1: it's more of a calling than a hobby, but okay. <laughs>
0: I think it's in a couple different buckets. Don't you? Yes. It's like my creative outlet. It's a hobby. It's, it's what is going to create, um, a wonderful dynasty for us.
1: (laughs) I hope so. I love that a dynasty. I was hoping for an empire, but dynasty sounds better.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. That's the only word that came to me.
1: (laughs) So just
0: kind of to kick us off, I was thinking about the episode 34, the dreams episode, when I asked, what's your relationship with your big dream? And so along with that, asking you what your relationship is with that, I want to ask the listener, what's your relationship with yourself?
1: Ooh.
0: Because I don't think we think about having a relationship with ourselves. And how many people don't? Right. None. Right. It's just, it's sort of like you just let life fly by. You just live your days and you don't really think about that. So, And
1: when you don't think about it, when you're not aware of it, and especially if you're not intentional with it, you tend to put yourself last and depend on other people. To have relationships with you. And then when those don't go how you need or how you want, life just feels less fulfilling, right?
0: Mm -hmm. And yet, and so I would say too, life feels less fulfilling and you don't know why, right?
1: Yeah. So what are, you know, some threats and opportunities associated with loving yourself or having self-love? or a relationship with yourself, I guess. Let's start there. What are some, you know, like what can happen if you don't have a relationship with yourself?
0: Yeah. I don't think I, I feel like if you don't have a relationship with yourself, then you're never going to actually understand how or why you react to things, how or what your relationship is outside of yourself. Like, I, I just feel like you're just going to be like, well, that's just the way I am. Or, you know,
1: and like you have um, less autonomy and less choice.
0: Yes, because you just think things happen to you or people people are in your life because they you know it was their choice or you um, are working this job because it's the only thing that was available or I don't it, it it just feels like exactly that what you said in a very succinct way, you have no autonomy. <laughs>
1: But also you're putting the accountability on external forces for things that are absolutely internally driven and hearing you just talk about all those different things that can happen um, just really illuminates some conversations I've had with people like when I have been at an objectively bad employer with mm-hmm. a violent, um, aggressive, insulting CEO, right. Of small companies where his mood dictates everybody's day, right. Ooh, and how successful you yes. are and how you mm-hmm. feel about how you are. And when I talk to them, they just couldn't. And for so many reasons. Um, and, and I feel like maybe if they would have had more of a relationship with their self and a little bit more self-love, they would have had the trust to engage in change, to be the driver of the change in their life. And like you said, not just react. So it sounds like it's, it's tied to emotional control, uh, relationships, um, empathy.
0: Yeah. Empathy, emotional intelligence. Intelligence.
1: Yes. I think it's tied
0: to a lot of things and I think it's tied to also what your days could look like or how you could feel within your days. So if we're not talking externally, Well, yeah. And also, I guess if we are talking externally, how you react to other people, because I feel like maybe people who don't have a good relationship with themselves are going to react or behave not in the best ways with other people.
1: I wonder then if you don't have a relationship with yourself, at least not an intentional one, and especially if you don't have self-love, what is your internal world? right? Do you even have one versus an external?
0: Right. And I think that's such a good question. And actually I was going to, I feel like there are people who have self-confidence, but don't have self-love. Oh yeah. Right. So I would agree.
1: I would absolutely agree, but say more. (laughs) Well, and I had
0: never even thought about this and I was going to talk about this later, but I'm just going to talk about it now because this last week I actually started listening to the body is not an apology Mm -hmm. by Sonia Renee Taylor. And one of the things that she says is that you can have people who have that confidence, but act like jerks to everyone else around them. Right. And so I'm wondering if that then is almost like maybe not so much jerky, but almost that narcissistic tendency where or is that like self-love overblown?
1: So the thing about narcissism. Uh, typically it's not overinflated ego because of overinflated self-love. It's the other end of the spectrum. Narcissism is caused by a pervasive um, lack of self-love and it's putting on this front uh, and as an offense and a defense that you are amazing. They can't take criticism. They especially proud. they have, they're nothing but self-criticism. Typically in in their, their internal world is not I am great. I am amazing. And so how they present on the external world is just so crazy to see then. uh, Right. And because you would think it would be a huge ego, you would think it would be like confidence to me is a trust in your ability to do something. You don't Mm -hmm. have to love yourself to think you can do things well.
0: Right. Right. And you also, I feel like you don't have to love yourself Wait, I just no, I lost it. Sorry, <laughs> <Just> completely <laughs> lost that thought. I'm sure it'll pop up it randomly will. later.
1: Well, um, okay, so let's take a few steps back, though. Have yeah. you always had a relationship with yourself, a positive relationship?
0: With no, yourself? absolutely not. I think that for myself, I don't know that I ever thought those words. Do I have a relationship with myself? until. So let me back up even more. Um, You know, we always joke about my mom and how we talk about my mom on this show. And um, the first book that my mom wrote was I don't want much from life. I want more. And she wrote it in I think it was 1977 that she wrote it from a basically, you know, it's 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 from a female perspective and it's for confidence and ambition, (laughs) ambition and goals and affirmations and things like that for women. But so she certainly taught us to love ourselves. But as far as a relationship with myself, I did not understand that until so many years later. And once again, it was my mom. During one of her talks, because she was an author and a speaker, during one of her talks, and I was in the audience, she said, you have to have a relationship with yourself. And this is why. And then she literally, and she, this is hers. These are her words. You will never leave you. You will never divorce you you will never die on you. Be your own best friend, love, honor, and cherish yourself. And literally, like, you could see the women in the audience just go, like, oh my gosh, I never thought of it that way. And so that was the first time that I really, assimilated it. I integrated it into myself. It wasn't just, I like myself unconditionally. I like myself unconditionally. It was literally, it was like an arrow shot to my heart where it was like, you have to be in relationship with yourself because you are literally who you are with.
1: Yeah. I mean, to paraphrase (laughs) that, the the thing that's, you know, kind of all over social media these days is you were the longest relationship you will ever have with someone. Yeah. Your relationship with yourself. Right. So make Mm -hmm. it a good one. Um, right. so, you know, date yourself, talk to yourself sweetly, do kind things for yourself, take care of yourself, all those things. But I love, I love how your mom phrased all of that and look at her podcasting from the beyond. Like, I <laughs> just, I absolutely love it. I um, she, and then she sounds really ahead of her time too. Um, to, you know, like, we're oh, hearing like, a, and this book in
0: 1977, li- listen, there's chapter in this book, how. Uh, you should get your own credit card as a woman. So obviously wow. during that time, there were, you know, it was just switching over where women could have their own credit cards, where women weren't just called Mrs. Albert yeah. Kennedy, you know, things like that. So, but thank you for that. Well, yeah. that's so
1: that's the that sense of identity comes from your relationship with yourself you're not allowing the world to say who you are and so that's again why she was so forward-thinking for her time in the 70s to be talking about loving yourself in a time when women were partners. Women were mothers. Women did mm-hmm. not have an identity outside of the roles in which they filled. And mm-hmm. so it's both sad and amazing that here we are 44 years later and my generation and generations younger are still grappling with these concepts. Mm-hmm. It's still, people feel guilty. People feel like it, it is narcissism, right? To have self-love, to put yourself first.
0: Yeah. The other thing is, is I don't think that we, we know some of these things intelligently, right? But we don't integrate it. We don't take it in. It doesn't become a part of us. We hear it. We read it. Well, how many of us
1: intellectualize our feelings? To begin with. Yes. Instead exactly. of just feeling them and 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 sitting with them and not trying to correct them or replace them. And, and so it would make sense we would intellectualize self-love too. Well,
0: right, because that's easier as well. So I was going to ask you, what's your relationship or how's your relationship with yourself?
1: Uh evolving.
0: Oh, I like that. Okay. So Tell I would come. Tell me more. Yeah.
1: So it, typically, you know, like, let's say you're married. <laughs> Fancy the thought, Amy. Um, but like, let's say you're married to somebody for seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, at that seven-year point, you are not married to the same person that you proposed Mm -hmm. to and said I do to. Um, And you are not the same person. Mm -hmm. Uh, And hopefully you grew together. And so my relationship with myself is evolving as I'm growing. And then the relationship is getting better, the more intentional and aware I am with it. Uh, As an introvert, I've always had a relationship with myself. It has not always been positive. And a lot of it was repeating patterns.
0: Can Um, you? I'm sorry. Can you just tell me more about that? Is it because, as an introvert, you're you spend more time in with internal dialogue? You spend more time alone. You spend. Tell me why.
1: Typically, introverts are more introspective. Okay. Um, is kind of the thought process because Mm -hmm. we prefer to spend time on our own whether it's Mm -hmm. analyzing thinking or just conserving energy i mean that it's kind of a blanket statement it's not that an extrovert can't be right i'm not i'm not saying that extroverts don't but as an introvert i think primarily because of how much time i spend by myself my natural um proclivity to self-awareness um and 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 just introspection personally, for me, it's always there. So I kind of associate that with more with my introversion,
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: but introversion extroversion is a scale. So, I mean, anybody can fall anywhere on it and go bounce back and forth. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so the relationship with myself, especially the more negative aspects of my youth, (laughs) um, it, (sighs) it was definitely, um, impacted or kind of designed first by the relationships around me, the relationships I had with others. So just repeating those patterns, I was already engaged in externally with other people with myself. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and now, um, I I am really enjoying the self-love movement I'm seeing going around because I'm learning how to engage and, and treat myself better. So like a huge, uh, example would be, About five years ago, I was cutting an avocado for breakfast. I was having the most productive morning I'd had in a long time. I had just moved into a new apartment the day before. So houses filled with boxes and everything I was getting out for all my, my kitchen stuff was just the best that I could find at the time. But like, I was feeling motivated to have a good breakfast. I had just made a green smoothie, was making some avocado toast. I had already been to the laundromat at 5am and I had a good plan for the day ahead and, <laughs> and felt like I had the energy to do everything on my list and get unpacked and set up and then cutting the avocado like I'm on the food network or some sort of fancy chef um I was holding the avocado in my left hand and I went to pit it with a knife with my right hand and the avocado was much softer than I thought um and the pit jumped out I could have just squeezed it out and the knife went directly into my hand and oh. it, it was a super old serrated knife, not even perfect for the job at hand, right? Just what I could find. And I gave myself what is called avocado hand. It, 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 it happens so There's much. A term for it? Hospitals and clinics have terms for it. Um, uh, I, I ended up needing to get stitches and, and it impacted my, my day and the next six weeks of my life in a huge way. In that moment, serrated knife deeply embedded in my hand. Yeah. Did I panic? did I cry? Did I take a moment to just be like, ow, this hurts? No. My thought and my external voice that came out was, damn it, Tracy. (laughs) The day ahead of me, just gone. Energy gone, the plan gone, the productivity gone, and just seeing the future ahead of me. It wasn't until I finished cleaning up, found makeshift first aid, um, and did not have a task in front of me when I went into shock, uh, and my blood pressure dropped, yeah. and I sank to the ground and realized how bad it was that I couldn't feel two of my fingers, that I then had to acknowledge um, the the severity of the situation, and because I drive a stick shift. I didn't feel comfortable driving myself to the clinic. And instead of just being like, oh, I'm gonna reach out to the people who love and care for me and who I know, you know, and like taking care of myself that way, I then had a little mini episode before I even reached out to anybody about how the only people I can call right now are my parents and how at 32 years old, how sad that is. So I had a little mini pity party. but I didn't feel like I had anybody. Whereas most people I'm incredibly blessed and lucky to Exactly. have <laughs> parents that are living people who still care for me, people who will drop things and live close enough to me to bring me to the clinic. Yes. My mom spent the entire day, like they skipped church. My mom came and got me. She brought me to the clinic. She had all sorts of love for me. And I was just like sulking and mad at myself the entire time. And then instead of like, showing myself grace and love and like taking it easy, I had a hell of a time living with one hand for six weeks because I couldn't get stitches wet. I couldn't you know, wash my so hair. You what's
0: interesting about that is sometimes we want to punish ourselves yes. or the circumstance or whatever it is to such an extent that we actually create a worse state of being for ourselves.
1: And that's absolutely where I was now flash forward five years. And I now just recently had back surgery and I've been so incredibly kind to myself, impatient at at how long this takes and, and what I haven't been able to do. Um, but just like, wow, like even just today, it was like, wow, you only took four days off of work like, and then went back to work and providing for yourself. That's amazing. Yeah. It's a travesty in the, you know, uh, representation of the capitalistic society, but like, I was just like, good job. And like, instead of being hard on myself for the cleaning and the yard work and all this stuff that I haven't been able to do, I've just been like, wow, look at what you have done. Right. Whereas mm-hmm. like five years ago, I would have just been so negative and just in this angry little bubble and just mad at myself. Um, and now yeah. I'm just like, wow, good job, Tracy. And like, I I also, I heard, um, a gentleman on TikTok during, I got really into TikTok during the pandemic. Um, and he said that every day, um, he records himself telling himself, I love you. So every day while in the parking lot, walking into work, he, he would take a moment to tell himself that he loved himself. And so now I do that every night when I go to bed and I say it out loud, you have to say it out loud. You can't just mm-hmm. say it in your head, but I'll say, um, you know, good job. You did a good job today, Tracy. I love you. Like, and just, yeah, it, it's made a world of difference. And then even when I remember to do it, there's a Kundalini hummy hum brahm hum and you touch your head and it's essentially blessing yourself Mm -hmm. they just say recommend like even if you can't do the entire meditation or kriya um, uh, mudra all all the all the different pieces of it like even if you just wake up and just do that just in the morning it makes a difference and I'm just think what a beautiful way to start the day is just I bless myself
0: that I, I I am blown away I just love that that at night it's like good job, Tracy, you did, you know, you did great today. I love you. And then in the morning, just giving yourself a blessing. I think that is lovely. I feel as if I need to, um, not sit on my laurels, so to speak, (laughs) because it feels as if I'm no longer doing things intentionally that show my love for myself or, being in relationship to myself, because this is the thing that I love about doing this podcast is that it really shines a light on things for us, for me, when I'm like, oh, hey, you know what? You actually need to get better at this because you are now you have possibly intellectualized it again and have not need to reintegrate it. Um,
1: it's one of those those things that it's really easy like how we started just because I'm having a bad day doesn't mean I hate myself, right? right. Mm-hmm. And so it's really easy to let those really intentional things go Mm -hmm. kind of like with a regular relationship, right? Like you get lazy or it's implied. Um, and so I definitely, you know, there's some nights I don't do it. Some nights I just fall asleep. Right. Um, but it's, but you don't beat
0: yourself up the next morning. Uh, (laughs) And
1: I usually don't even notice, but I make it a point, like, let's say I am having a hard night or let's say I did have a hard day. Um, I'm not a ruminator, but sometimes just like, if it's not one of those nights where you're just falling asleep, right. I'll make it a point to like, this is how I'm ending the day. Right. Like I'm at least going to end it with this moment of, of love. Um, and I think five, 10 years ago, Tracy would have just been like, wow, you're the only person telling you you love you at night and had a little pity party over it. And now I'm just like, I love me. Good job, me. <laughs> you made it. You did it. See you tomorrow.
0: <laughs> I just, yeah, I really love that. I really do. I think that for me, um, well, for many people, I know that sometimes thinking about self-love or talking about loving yourself, some people might, you know, it's like going from zero to 60, right? You might need to get to like 20 or 30 before you can get to that point. And I know that we talked about this in like the affirmations episode when it was, if you can't say I love myself unconditionally, say it feels good to love myself unconditionally. And the same thing I think with self-love is that, my uh mom again uh would say that if you if you know if you can't be in self love at least have self acceptance mm-hmm. um and she wrote that self acceptance isn't passive so i think sometimes we think of it as passive as well accepting yourself like well that's just the way i am but she so, go ahead
1: uh, i wonder how closely um not fear so the ability or feeling like accepting yourself or loving yourself means you're forgiving yourself for past screw-ups or mistakes or even current because uh, i know when i hear mm-hmm. the term forgiveness to me it feels like acceptance and then i'm like or that i'm approving of a behavior and i think a huge turning point in my own relationship with myself was moving past and through shame that I couldn't have an intimate relationship with myself, a self-love experience when I was in that shame spiral and guilt and constantly berating myself or being down and hard on myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I wonder if people are having a hard time with acceptance or even saying, I love myself unconditionally, have they done that work to figure out why? Why is it? Why
0: it's hard. Why it's uncomfortable. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I don't know that. I mean, that's a tough thing to do, right? It's a tough thing to take the time. First of all, it's a tough thing to um, acknowledge or realize that you're feeling uncomfortable saying that Maybe so you I feel say, uncomfortable and then you're just like, well, that's just not for me mm, without digging deep into it.
1: Yeah, I will say I'm a huge fan of Brene Brown, um, mm-hmm. who especially if you don't know who she is, go check her out. Um, I've been following her since her first PBS special, her first TED Talk. Just amazing. There is still one of her books that I can't read because it just puts me in this it makes me cry every time. Which one? Uh, the gifts of imperfection. Okay. Um, and I get, maybe I just need to, uh, just open it to a different chapter and start in the middle. Cause I keep getting stuck in the same spot, but I've done her other work and she used to, when she teamed up with Oprah, um, they did like this online, uh, uh virtual eight week art course. Um, and so that made it easier for, for me to do. And my aunt and I were both doing it to get separately, but together. Right. So there's mm-hmm. a little bit more accountability there and, and a safe person to work on with it. But for me, it was definitely therapy. Like I had somebody who is an expert in the process of work, helping mm-hmm. you and sit with you, work through emotions, and then just my own, um, Uh, self-help book journey. And Brene Brown was a a huge part of that. So if you're, if you grapple with this, definitely seek external support with it. You don't have to figure it out on your own.
0: Well, and I would say too, that it's pretty brilliant to tie art into it because I mean, that is a therapy, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so often when you combine two different things, it becomes easier to look at those tough things or to, um, bring those tough things out in a different way, instead of verbalizing them, you paint it on the page or, um, yeah.
1: So we've talked about, um, you know, in doing your shadow work, kind of reparenting or Mm -hmm. resupporting, you know, child, you, um, you know, at a certain age or whatever comes up for me, it was also about thinking back and forgiving past me and acknowledging you did the best you could with what you had at the time, because Mm -hmm. so often when we're Reflecting back or when we're upset about prior decisions or even frustrated where we are based on decisions we made, we have our current mindset. We have our current skills. We, we have all, this whole host of you know, experiences that y- you back then did not have, right? And so it's so unfair to judge and reflect back on, on that person or even determine whether or not you're worthy of loving yourself today um, based on who you were. In a different time in a different era and so uh whether it's just being able to be in that space today and forgive or even kind of go back like in those um child what what's the word I'm completely forgetting it within the uh workshop um inner child inner child thank you so going back and doing your inner child work you can go back and forgive yourself too
0: yeah I actually would like to just touch more on that sort of parenting yourself as a means to self-love as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was a time that I feel like I was not parenting myself enough and that self-love or self-acceptance meant to me that like, well, that's Okay. Well, it's, that wasn't a big deal. That's okay. What you did was okay. And you can just move on to the point where I was actually too easy on myself for certain things. And now I have to look back and, and reparent my own damn self and go, and I'm not saying anything against my parents. My parents were lovely human beings, wonderful parents. I just mean, when we talk about the inner child and reparenting, I actually have to be a little bit more strict with myself, a little bit more tough love.
1: (laughs) But even, I I love that because it's not even about reparenting. We need to parent ourselves to this day, right? Like that puts accountability and routine and all this Mm -hmm. other stuff. Because it's about the little habits every day that, you know, add up over time. And so sometimes self-care and self-love is telling yourself, get out of bed. Your alarm has gone off. Your day mm-hmm. is going to be harder if you don't do these things. You'll have a better day if you get up now. And it's not, oh, but I had a hard time falling asleep. And oh, I just want 20 more minutes. It's being that that parent to be like, no, your day is going to yeah. be worse if you don't. And, and I don't care how you feel about me. You're going to get up and do this.
0: Right. And that's basically, that is self-love as well. Because you are expecting things from yourself because you love yourself. And you mm-hmm. know you can do those things. Yeah, I think that... I think that I've had a very complex relationship. My self-love life has been very complex because I either go from being too easy on myself to um, never being good enough, never Mm. getting enough accomplished, never um, doing the right things that I wanted to do. Um,
1: I have a question. Yeah. Do you tie some of your self-love then to productivity?
0: See, so that is what I've discovered. And I understand, and hopefully I'm integrating this, that productivity is a separate entity hmm. and self-love is not tied to external things, right? Mm-hmm. You deserve self love. You deserve everything. Um, so, I yes, heard, I yeah. tied it to productivity. So much of
1: it. I recently heard, and I'm pretty sure I shared the video with you, but um, John and Hank Green on their Vlog Brothers, um, John shared something Hank taught him, um, and it's your own joy can be your productivity. Um, and I, I love it. that because yes. that, that you're not completely having to reframe Who we are in society, right? That getting things done, checking stuff off a lift, having something in front of you that you can be proud of, right? Mm -hmm. And instead, like just joy to me is self love, allowing yourself to feel joy is a form of self love. And to now view that as I was productive today because I felt joy or because I created joy, Uh, I lived in joy, it's just so beautiful.
0: That, yeah, I and I think I need to make myself like the biggest poster ever of that because I think that I not only present to the outside world as someone who probably, you know, is like on the right path of doing mm. things and probably has self confidence and probably loves herself and all those things, and at the same time, am. Um, internally struggling with so many weird little rules that i have set up for myself that like all of a sudden right now i feel like i'm going to cry it's like where is this coming from i i i'm not kidding this is just Let so weird out. well i don't i think just saying it i think i did but it is really weird and and When I was listening, when I, so like I said, I just started listening to the body is not an apology. And one of the things that, um, that she talks about is that, you know, self-esteem and self-confidence and self-acceptance. Yes. Those things are all good. But like we talked about before, you can have self-confidence and not self-love. And if you don't have self-love you're going to exude something other than love to other people.
1: Well, And um, you're going to accept less than from other yes. people.
0: And her, one of her things is that, yeah, self-acceptance, that's great, but we deserve everything. Like we deserve to not only have self-love, but to be self-love mm. and, and, and calls it radical self-love. And I think for me, when I was hearing her talk, it was like, oh, expletive. I don't know if I have this. And yet it was like, I, it was my idea to do a show on
1: it. So I will say, um, so Stephen Covey, I, I don't know if it's his quote or if I was just introduced, um, uh, to it. Um, through him, but it's, we tend to judge others based on behaviors and actions and ourselves based on intentions. Now the context of what he was saying, it was around like, let's say you didn't get something done at work. Um, well you had every intention to, and like, you knew all the reasons why you didn't, and you were just full of good intentions. Right. And so you're likely to judge yourself a little less externally. Right. Um, then you are, or someone else is going to judge you because they just have, the, you know, the finished product, the behavior, the action to go off of, right? It, I viewed it in a totally different context around self-love, around that is why I am so hard on myself. I know my intentions are so much greater than what I'm doing, but my expectations for myself are ridiculously high and it's not fair. That is me too. And, and we even talked about it with the show that, you know, for a little while, I didn't, I, I didn't market it a whole lot. And I was definitely worried about um, even, even marketing it beyond the people we know, right? Like at mm-hmm. first I was a little trepidatious just in my inner circle because it was ours. And then even externally, I was just like, it wasn't that I wasn't proud of it. It wasn't that we don't work hard on it. I just know I could do more, right? And, and it's such a ridiculous concept because we are doing great. We do have listeners. We get feedback. We enjoy what we do. Right. But I'm judging myself on this like undefined expectation of wanting to be amazing. Yes. And
0: that's part of it, Tracy. It's not even this for me, the definition keeps moving for these different things that Yeah, I the think finish about line myself. is never
1: there. No, never
0: it's there. never there. It's always nope, now it's gonna be another 10 yards further. Or or yeah, now you have to do this other ridiculous thing that that's that you made up for yourself.
1: So I will wow. say if you also <laughs> struggle with that, or if you're struggling with self-love, because some days for me too, like I'd say at its core, I, nobody loves me more than me. Like I'm I'm pretty confident in saying that. Um, But sometimes I need external validation of other people's experiences of me or how I'm doing in the world. And I will say this again. I I had kind of like a, a life coach, spiritual coach recommend that I just text my friends and family and say, I'm having a hard day. Tell me why I'm amazing. And oh my God, they do it. Like in the amount of people I've told that to. And they're like, I could never do that. It's was like, they're not your friends. Like, I'm sorry. They're not your friends. And you don't like yourself because nobody has ever turned me down and nobody has ever said mean things. And nobody has ever lied. In fact, uh, I have three people in my life who do not hang out with each other, who I do very different things with, and they virtually told me the same thing. <laughs> and so I was like, this is valid. The this validation. is true. This is <laughs> right. Like, this is who I am seeing out in yeah. the world. And so yeah. if, if you need a starting point, go to the people who you love. And also I, I like to do like, well, one, I will just randomly do it for people, But you know, it's more socially acceptable to do it around like big events, right? So if it's somebody's birthday, wedding, baby shower, recently had a baby or something, in that card, I will write something really personal about how amazing they are. But then I also try and just like randomly give out warm fuzzies, even if it's a small compliment, because I know that would mean a lot to me. Because how many of us go through our lives day to day and people just presume, you know, you're great. They just presume you know they that they love you, that you're a friend, that you're this or that, like. I had somebody in my life recently and my I invited to my birthday that I was worried that they're just a proximity relationship, right? That if, Mm. if they, if we weren't, you know, interacting the way that we do regularly, I'd never see them again. Right. Or that they're just being nice to me because of the proximity. Right. Or because I'm not a terrible person, but they're, you know, (laughs) right. Like I'm likable enough. I don't feel like not
0: spend time with other people because they are not a terrible person. I'm just going to tell you that. Thank
1: you. Uh, you know, but just wondering, like, is it polite and just, you know, way overthinking it, but um, at my birthday, completely impromptu, of and telling a story and talking about their friends. And I was like, well, you have amazing friends. And they're like, thank you. I really pride myself in that. And I consider you one of them. And like, we shook hands, even we formalized it. And I was just over the moon because I was like, how often do we even acknowledge to people like, hi, you're my friend, right? Like, it's just...
0: I think that is a brilliant question. How often do we acknowledge so that?
1: So I've started, and I don't know if you recognize when I started doing this, when we actually worked in the same office, um, but my colleagues who I did consider I had, you know, more than just a work relationship with, when I'd come up to see them, I'd say, hi, friend. Hi, Hello, friend. friend. No, Thank I you, started, friend,
0: I did notice that from you and I started using it.
1: Oh, I love it. Is yes. it? it's just a great greeting. And like I've noticed a few people, like the first time I did it with another relationship that I thought was just an acquaintance thing, um, I've they got a huge smile on their face. And so I think they appreciated it too, right? Like, um, so there are just different ways that we can demonstrate. our love for others that can raise up their own self-love I hope and then just try and you know do it to yourself good morning friend (laughs) like if you can't say at the end of the day I love you Amy like start off at least the start of the day good morning friend yeah I think that I could do that but
0: I think I could also say good morning friend as well and I think that that has maybe been um, like the missing link or something for me is that it hasn't been, um, verbal, not verbalized, but maybe verbalized that it just hasn't been like a habit Mm. of reminding myself of this relationship, because I think it's back to that thing where it's like, yeah, you just think everything's fine or you don't even pay any attention to it. So I think if I'm intentional with it and then remind myself of it verbally, Try to do it at least every once a day. That then it will integrate itself again.
1: And it's funny that you say at least once a day because I wonder how many times people have negative self talk throughout the day. Are you kidding me? Don't catch it and don't correct it.
0: Yeah, there's science behind that, and there's a lot of power behind that. And it's far more negative thoughts and self talk than it is
1: positive. Yeah. Today I got in my car. And I said something like, why would you do that dummy? And then my new thing when, so before I used to just notice the negative self-talk and then internally be like, don't say that. Like, don't, don't talk about yourself like that. Uh Now, again, I say it out loud and I kind of reparent or correct in the moment. And so just immediately after I called myself dumb, I was like, that wasn't nice, Tracy. You're not dumb. You did this because of this. Like Um, let's try and talk nicer to ourselves. That wasn't very kind. So
0: Literally you were like this wonderful loving parent.
1: Yeah. Especially what I would do with my nieces Mm -hmm. and nephews. Mm -hmm. I now do to myself. Um, and I probably don't catch it all the time, but especially if I hear myself, if it's not just in my head, like, let's say I do something and I was like stupid. And then I immediately go, that wasn't stupid. Right. Like, like imagine, like I would never say that to another person.
0: That's just it. The things we say to ourselves, we would never say to another person. And
1: so I now immediately acknowledge it and correct it. And I am now that I'm doing it out loud, I'm getting better at it. And then I'm even moving more towards like, Oh, Hey, good job. Like on Monday or Tuesday, like I've just, I was just having a really rough week. And instead of like being like, you have to follow your routine and you have to do this instead of being the strict parent. Uh, when I got up on like Tuesday or Wednesday, um, and after, you know, some negotiating with myself, just all of a sudden sprung up off the couch, went and put on clothes and went for a walk. And was like, even if it's 10 minutes, like good job, but it was all a very passive process. It wasn't like a, a, a negotiation, like a verbal, like back and mm-hmm. forth. It was just more like feeling like I don't want to do it. And then suddenly being like, we're, we're doing it. Right. <laughs> and so as soon as I got outside, I was like, good job. You didn't want to do this today. And we're going to feel better. Cause we're spending some time in nature, like just yeah. acknowledging like, Oh, Hey, you did good. Or even, um, especially with my surgery and being out of work and having to move around some stuff. Um, I joke with my boss all the time. Uh, in our one-on-ones, I was like, oh, I was all prepared to tell you I wasn't prepared for this, but like past Tracy, she came through. I love you, past Tracy. You did this before we took time off. It is here. It is ready. I have no recollection of it. Let's learn about it together. But just like being like, oh, good job. And that also then leads to me doing those things more frequently, right, of taking care of future me. So like when I think about what self-love means for me the most these days, it's about thinking, planning and acting for future me. Um, instead wow, of, a,
0: I think yeah. everyone just needs to integrate that to in themselves right now to think about the self-love you show yourself right now is actually you're, you're, your, uh, transmitting it to the future and your future self and, uh, and your future self will love that as well. I, I just love that Tracy.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I think I mentioned before forgiving past and present me. Uh, but then like you said earlier, it's about accepting and liking who I am and what I look like. Um, not reacting when others don't, um, mm-hmm. and, and, not projecting, onto others, what they must think about me. I think that's so often what I've done in the past. Yep. Well, that's, yeah,
0: that I feel like that is another typical thing that we do as human beings is projecting to others, what we think about ourselves. And we assume that that's what they think about us or how they see us. And you don't know, Mm -hmm. you have no idea.
1: It's usually far more positive than you think. Cause to your point, like nobody's out there manipulating you into thinking they like you on a regular basis. Do some people do it? Are there bad actors? Yes. Are my neighbors? No, no. <laughs> like, right. I also have to remind myself, like they don't engage at all with the neighbors on the other side of them. <laughs> and so they're not pretending they like me. They don't even bother to be cordial to them. <laughs> so it's safe to assume they like me as a person. Um, so yeah, there's still self doubt with it and things like that. But, uh, I, uh, one of my favorite quotes that I think got me through the hardest, uh, parts is you can't hate yourself into happiness. Yeah. And so even if you don't have self-love making sure you don't have self-hate, I feel like is a good starting point too. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause you're it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I think Some of it too is, um, and I, I know we talked about this just a little tiny bit is a little bit of self-care to remember that you do always need some self-care and, um, you know, that whole thing with putting your own oxygen mask on first before you can help anyone else. So especially, you know, if you're a human being and you have relationships, (laughs) Like you really do need to have that self-love before you can just sort of shine that out to other people or help them have self-love, especially if you have younger folk in your life.
1: And some of that is setting boundaries. A lot of that is saying, Mm -hmm. no, a lot of it is not overextending yourself. A lot Mm -hmm. of it is not giving unto others and hope they do the same for you.
0: Oh no, no, no! Yeah, you—if you're going to give, give freely, not with any expectation or hope of anything. Yeah, it shouldn't put
1: you at a deficit. um, No, right. And self care. Uh, definitely acknowledge when you need a break, when you need a treat, when you need a reward, a massage, a day to yourself, anything like that. But self-care or, and self-love is, is largely doing the things that will make you feel better,
0: mm-hmm. which is
1: not s- having a Netflix binge six out of seven nights. Right. No, uh, that's the thing
0: that I like to call self, not self-care, but self-despair. Yeah. sometimes
1: you you do need it take a day um but know when to stop and know when when it's it's a detriment yeah um and then uh you know I like that you were saying you know put your own oxygen mask on first but also if you believe at all in the in the five love languages which I know the author is a little um suspect these days but the the concept is itself apply that to yourself like that nice. was a really so before I used to
0: so you mean like if your love language was um uh
1: so for me it's acts of service acts and of I service. love doing so then, things for other people right I don't do things for myself
0: so you're saying you should do those acts of service for yourself to yes. show yourself self-love I love yes. that
1: so in the past i uh, Even recently, I'd be like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm so busy. It's just me. I can outsource my meals and I can just order in. It's a waste Mm -hmm. of money. It's largely a waste of food. It's not always the healthiest, right? I love to cook. I primarily cook for other people. I'm Mm -hmm. now going to apply, like, I put so much love and care and attention and selection into the planning and all that of doing stuff for other people. It, it, we're going to do it for me. Like, yes, I am the one that's putting the, the energy yeah. in it towards myself, but I'm also going to get that reward. Right. So, well,
0: and you know what else that reward extends to future Tracy as well. Not exactly. only monetarily, but because you did do an act of service, it'll feel better. And plus it's healthy and it'll just feel good. And like you said, you actually do love to cook. So, so
1: you've been instrumental in that for me because it's helping some of the ways that you talk about tasks has helped me reframe the work to be done. Right. So in the past I viewed like, Oh, I'm not going to do this because I need a break. Right. Like I'm not going to clean my house. I'm not going to do this, but then it makes your work, your work week harder if you didn't do laundry. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for me, you know, just like working out and cleaning my home, I'm now blessing my home. Right. (laughs) Working out isn't, um, even when I do enjoy it sometimes you just don't want to do it right like and and it's just it's about that future you it's about how my body will feel it is you're the one who taught me it is self-care it is self-love to go and move my body um Amanda Klutz has always said she's um She's now on Dancing with the Stars, but, and the talk, oh, but funny. <laughs> I, I first found her through Instagram and Broadway, but she talks about how I don't have to move my body. I get to move my body. Yeah. And especially the recent thing with my back has just shown me how much reframing the things yeah. in your life you have to do and how you talk about yourself and view yourself, how integral it is to mm-hmm. being able to love yourself and, and demonstrate that love to you, to you.
0: Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to go to the universe.
1: Ooh. Does it, do do they love us?
0: (laughs) They do love us. (laughs) So, you know, I did, I asked the universe, what does everyone need to know? What do we need to know about self-love? What does the collective need to know about self-love, self-love, self-love? I got this six of cups. So yeah. And so I have, I'm of kind of two different minds with the six of cups there's one part of it, because it's definitely one child giving a cup filled with flowers to another. Child. Sometimes I hear child, and then other times I'm like, that's not a child. Those but are anyways, peasants,
1: underfed, it's supposed short. To be yeah,
0: Exactly. <laughs> it's supposed to be two children. So in one respect, I see the one child as sort of maybe your your higher self or something like that who wants you like here is this self-love for you I am giving it to you
1: (laughs) you are both children in the picture
0: (laughs) yes yes and you now need to accept that cup filled with flowers filled with self-love right wow yeah the, the other thing is is that sometimes as human beings, we have a tendency to go to what we're used to, right? We And so sometimes we fall back into that trap, like I sort of ratted myself out on, of just like not doing things intentionally, not thinking about Mm. the relationship you have with yourself. And so sometimes going to the past or, you know, what we're used to is what we do. But I really like, that definition that i came up with is the Me higher too. self. That's, yeah, that's the one. Self-love. That's the one. Well, then i just was like what's on the bottom of the deck? And it was the sun.
1: Aww. Which
0: i just feel like that is it's like a personification of self-love because yeah. honestly, as a baby, you love everything about yourself. You have not been taught not to love yourself everything is great and plus with the sun card it's just like all the success to you all the happiness all the joy and so love and I light
1: just, love and light love and light <laughs> i love, I love it thank you universe thank you amy yeah. well so how about next time next time so sometimes the patterns in which we've learned how to love or not love ourselves <laughs> were not our own um and if you listen to episode 39 on destruction Uh, 38 on completion, even grief. And I mean, honestly, one through 39, if you've listened to any of them, Um, sometimes what we need to let go of isn't even ours or of our own making. Um, So I've been seeing more and more articles in social media around generational trauma and epigenetics or the study of how your behaviors and environment can cause changes that affect the way your genes work or future generations genes work and how those factors can influence generations that haven't been born yet. So it's still, it's a new concept to both of us, but I'm going to introduce it a little bit and then we'll both share how we're seeing it and healing it in our own lives. Um, I've talked in the past about a family member who thinks we're cursed. I'm more of a behavioral social scientist and I think there's are just some patterns <laughs> We may have picked up or some, you know, we talk about about emotional intelligence and, you know, just different, um, things maybe we just don't know how to deal with because we were never shown how to deal with, or we've only seen a certain way to deal with it. Um, and the more and more, you know, people talk about what's going on astrologically in the stars, what's going on in society, all that stuff. These are the generations. This is the time when people are breaking it, um, and it's hard and it sucks, but life would be better <laughs> on the other do side. It.
0: Someone so. has to do the damn job,
1: right? Someone has to do it. Might as well be us. You're listening to this podcast, so it's you. Just spoiler alert: it's you. You're already doing a it. good job. It's you
0: and it's us. We'll, we take it. We take on that responsibility as well. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, if this episode spoke to your soul, please share it with a friend. And if you have time, give us some love on your preferred platform with a rate review. and and subscribe. You can also reach out to us via Instagram and YouTube under The Brightly Podcast or via email at brightlypodcast at
1: gmail.com. And with that, we hope you have a bright and beautiful day.